0: Hi, I'm Lebkhile Mabodja and welcome to 702 presents The Moth. In raising awareness around World AIDS Day issues, we feature real stories from Africa as told at the recent Beneath the Armor, a Moth storytelling showcase in Newtown, a Joburg first event held in conjunction with US-based storytelling NPO The Moth. As a 10-year-old boy, growing up in rural western Uganda, I disliked how impermanent our grass-thatched roofs were, particularly because I had spent most of my Saturday weekends going out to cut grass to replace this grass-thatched roof. And after all that work, every month, these little rascals called tamites would come and eat up the grass and I'll have to do the thing over and over again. But my brother and I went out to do that because we had to do it because my father was ill in this heart with HIV. And my grandmother was helping take care of him. And so I did cut the grass and my hands still bled. But I had to do it anyway. Until one day my friend from the neighborhood, Asaf, came. And I always played soccer with Asaf on weekends when I, had, I didn't have to cut grass. And he said, are we playing soccer today? You know, I want to beat you this time. <laughs> and I said, Asaf, I am sorry I won't play soccer today with you. I have to cut grass to replace Papa's roof. Because you know he's sick and I don't want to rain to fall on him. And Asaf looked at me and said, you mean you have to cut grass all the time to replace the roof? Why don't you guys have an iron roof? Like, in a way, he would say, dude, why don't you have an iron roof? And so <laughs> and so I, I had been to Asaf's family. I, I, had, I had spent time there once in a while. His mom would cook for us and would eat with them. And I had seen that they had this aluminum-looking roof, and it would rain, and they would collect water from the roof, and they would give people clean drinking water. And I thought, but why didn't we have an iron roof? And so as I always did when I was confused, I had questions that needed clarity, I went to my grandmother. So I went to Kaka, the busy woman who was taking care of my father, and I said, Kaka, you know us a family have an iron roof and we keep cutting grass all the time. Why don't we have an iron roof? And she always looked at me with her loving eyes And she said, my grandson, why don't you buy us that one iron roof one day? And I knew then that we could not afford the iron roof. And soon, my father continued getting ill more and sicker and sicker. And his HIV progressed into AIDS. My brother, my older brother, the one I cut grass with, dropped out of school so he can help take care of him. And I went off to school every single day, seven miles away from school, run, barefooted, would wake up 6 a.m., milk the cow, run off. And I continued to see that there was a struggle because there's a need for clean water, there's need for firewood. As again, I went to my grandmother and I said, Kaka, but why do I have to go to school every single day, seven miles, I come home late at night, you need water, you need all these things, can I stay and take care of papa? And this time she looked at me firmly and looked at me in my face again and said, Do you see why your brother is here at home? Do you see what I do every day to take care of your papa? You will stay in school. And so I went to school unconvinced. I had to do it anyway. As a 10 year old boy, I had to obey my grandmother. Until one morning, we received an invitation from one of my cousins, Stephen. The family had invited us for Stephen's graduation. Stephen had been the, the first young man to leave our community, our village, to go to, off to Kampala to study at university at Makere. And he was returning home for his graduation. And the village was excited. The young children were singing heroic songs. Uh, the women were grinding on their millet stones. The bull was slaughtered as culturally as it did, and the the beef stew was in the air, the smells of curry. The tents were decorated with banana leaves and balloons. And I happened to come, and I sat in the audience like you were. And I had remembered Stephen, he was a ragtag, the young man who played soccer in the village, really shabby. This time he returned, and he stood as the guest of one and he looked more regal and more confident, and he wore a suit and tie, and he had a graduation cap. And Stephen had graduated from Macaria, and he had landed a job with the, univers- with, with the, with the government um, as a paymaster. And he stood, and he spoke of the value of education. And he said, I have built a clean water well, so you don't have to go further to fetch water my village and he had built a clinic that mothers would give birth in that same clinic they don't have to go 40 miles away to look for place to give birth and he said for my family I am building them an iron roof and I remember looking at Stephen, and I was an okay student but the next week when I went to school I asked for more hours for my teachers so I could concentrate on geography, and science, and the things that I never understood. At 10 years old, you may be surprised, I created small little groups to solve math problems that I didn't understand. And I even did something crazy. Uh, I, I went out for during the holidays for kids who had well-off parents who took them to boarding schools in the city, and I would borrow their papers, and I would study at night so that I can prepare for the national exams that doesn't discriminate between And so when the national exams came back, I was the best student in my county of four schools. And I was fortunate enough to receive a scholarship from the first lady to attend high school in Kampala, the capital city, the magical place with lights. (laughs) (laughs) And that same opportunity, of course, led to my college sponsorship to come to the United States. 15 years later, I've returned to Uganda And I had the opportunity to return to my village and and I fortunate and I brought a clean water well to my village for my family I bought them a piece piece of land and I was also able to build them an iron roof but this time with solar panels (laughs) and I remember one Sunday morning I walked with my kaka, my grandmother to go to church and we were walking up the hill, and as her fibonies started you know, slow down and, and she was holding my hand and, and we stopped a little bit at the hill. And we looked at each other in the eyes as we were talking, she was telling, asking, telling me stories that I missed in the village and, and, and I telling, telling her stories of America and where I had been. And we looked at each other in that moment, I looked at her and I said, Kaka, how do you like your iron roof now? <laughs> and she said, my grandson. I am now happy to die. Thank you. Thanks for listening to 702 Presents The Moth. For more information on The Moth, visit themoth.org.